This episode of the podcast is brought to you by PB and Joey. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to pbandjoey.com for more information. Also, check us out on social media to see the new flavors debuting this spring. Well, isn't this just wonderful? How about that? A guest on my podcast. Yes, of course, folks, I am back. Not that you really cared to begin with, but I know a bunch of you who have subscribed since, I don't know, the 1800s uh, have been waiting for me to drop something, if anything. And uh, lo and behold, somebody willing to come in uh, the studio, sit down and have a chat for at least an hour. So I am giving you another episode. Not that... You weren't really yearning for it, but that's fine. I got subscribers. They want stuff, so I'm going to give them something. But, uh, you know, things are looking up over here. I officially filed the tax ID for uh, PS Creative Media. Well, I bought the domain for that, but it's still, I filed for positive sarcasm. I figured, you know, I've had it long enough. It deserves a little bit of respect, but uh, that's more of a ramble. But, uh, yeah, things are looking up. Studio looks good. Things are uh, getting more productive. I got to learn how to be more uh be more responsive with my time because I thought I was the best when it comes to allocating every single minute of my day, and uh, that's proving to be a challenge in some way, shape, or form. But uh, and the upkeep has been a little more expensive than I was expecting, but that's okay. That's all part of life. I don't have any excuses about it, and so far, things are looking pretty good. The vlog is like uh, 60 deep at this point. That's looking pretty good. Subscribers, eh, but I'm getting more views than I normally would. There was a dip for a while, but that was because my content sucked. Not that it still doesn't, but there's been a lot more lights uh, as far as you know, bright spots as far as some of the vlogs that I put out. And um, sometimes I don't understand what I'm doing. I'm generally trying to uh, then that blah, blah. I'm trying out new com concepts. And some of them are working for people, and uh, it's getting me a lot of heads. And that doesn't sound right, does it? But I'll keep it in anyways. But, you know, it's pretty cool. I mean, this whole website was built on hosting the podcast, and it's nice to actually get one done. But uh, with all the other things going around, with the new flavors I have coming up for PB and Joey, with the tax ID for PositiveSarcasm.com, with all the new gear that I have, with all the new people that I'm working with, the nonprofit organization Hero Pups that I'm, I'm playing some time with, uh, you know, there's a lot going on and it's really, really cool. And I'm just trying to stay level headed, you know, not get too optimistic about any of this because it could all change in a minute. So I'm always trying to stay prepared for just in case anything, everything goes to shit. I want to be ready for it. But, um, I think that's just life in general. I don't want to be lazy at any point right now because there's a lot going on. I need to stay focused. It's, it's, uh, it takes up a lot of my time, but it doesn't take up all my time. I promise you guys, uh, friends, family, family that's deserving anyways, that I'm going to make the time for whomever, whenever, wherever, if you need me or you need to talk or you want to sit down for a podcast or you want to go out for coffee, I'm doing whatever I can with whatever I have. Uh, that's That's been my promise since the beginning. And uh, I'm trying to give you guys a lot of services. You know, the posing music is really good. That's fine. The podcast, the vlogs, the commercial work, the, uh, you know, anything that I can imagine or I can come up with. And you guys giving me ideas, the collaborators I have, the clients that I work with, you know, they are definitely showing more signs of positivity. Positivity. God, my voice is fucked today than ever before. 
So I really appreciate those of you helping me out or have just stuck around to see what's going on or, or curious. My phone number hasn't changed. My address hasn't changed. Uh, my mindset, uh, well, I'm definitely still just as stubborn, but still. Anyways, if you want to check me out on social media, you can go to Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Twitter's at POS Sarcasm. You can just look up Positive Sarcasm on Instagram or on Facebook or those other ones uh, that I don't really use, like Vero and Gab AI. I don't really use them, but I'm on there. So if you want to find me through there, you can email me at uh, Positive Sarcasm at Outlook.com. I'm not a Gmail type person because, quite frankly, at this point, with all the shit that's going on with Google, uh, I'm kind of staying away from Google right now. Yeah, I use the YouTube stuff and all the other whatevers, but... Google's, uh, they're up to something, and uh, I kind of, if I don't have to use it, I won't, so, but uh, yeah, besides that, you can hit me up on social media, you can give me a call, my cards are out there, my information's out there, so if you need to call, leave a voicemail, you can leave me an email, you can send me a chat, I'm available, I mean, to anybody, you know, and I don't want to make that sound kind of desperate, but still, the uh, you can contact me in any way, shape, or form. I try, I try to hear everyone's opinions or thoughts, or if they want to do something creative with me, they're more than welcome to. So you guys can do that. So hit me up on social media uh, if you have any other questions. Yeah, so that's pretty much the end of that. Today's podcast, I sat down with Jessica Mayer. Uh, Jessica Mayer is um, sat down with her. She had uh, a real severe accident uh, a short while ago. She was uh, hit by a van as she was getting into her car saying goodbye to her daughter, and uh, she was fucked up real bad. I mean, she's still in her neck brace. She had uh, some of her spine fused. She's going through a lot of physical therapy. Her hospital bills uh, wouldn't cover pretty much, well, she's, none of it's covered. She's about uh, 300 deep at this point. Um, but despite all that she's pushing through she's got a great daughter she is um, doing everything she can to get back into the gym she was a phys, uh, a figure competitor at one point um, and she's one of those people that you know she's had some troubles like me but hers are definitely more brick and mortar you know she's really had a tough go of it but she's pushing through she's trying to make the best of it trying to get stronger every day um, she has a goFundMe so if you want to go to gunfundme.com, uh, G-O-F-U-N-D-M-E for those who can't really spell that well. But if you go, to, if you uh, search Jessica's medical expenses, she has a $30,000 goal there. She's about 3800 up. And uh, if you want to go there and any little bit of donation helps, uh, of course. But that is available. Once again, I'll, put, I'll throw that link up at the uh, end of the podcast as well. So you can just go to, because uh, I was double checking the link and the link wasn't working as I wanted it to. So just go to gofundme.com, type in Jessica's medical expenses and you'll know it when you see it. Um, if there's a way you can help spread the love, spread the wealth, whatever it is, you'd be more than appreciated. I promise I would throw her, throw that plug in there and uh, it's well-deserved because the major surgeries and the fact that the medical field right now in healthcare is just so up in the friggin' air um, it's upsetting to me to know that somebody as uh, useful as a person as Jessica is struggling to uh, have to deal with this reality. Um, but she's not a she's not a quitter in any way, shape, or form, and uh, she's definitely got a long road ahead of her. But I mean, there are definitely she's showing a lot of positivity. No, she's cool shit. I was glad to have her here. Might have her again down the road whenever she's available. And uh, if you want to be part of the podcast as well, 
um, you just got to hit me up, get me contacted, and uh, I'd love to sit you down and have a chat. If you have some thoughts or opinions, we can definitely go over it. Absolutely. I love to have people on the podcast whenever available. Um, and I try to mix up the guests. We can have rotating guests as well. But today is uh, Jessica Mayer or Jessica Hayes. And uh, she sat down for uh, about an hour and 30. And uh, we went over a bunch of stuff, talked about her, uh, her competition years, her accident, what she's going through right now, opinions on other things, music. We didn't get a chance to talk about food or politics or whatever, which is probably for the best. But maybe next time we will. So, uh, yeah, here she comes, Jessica Hayes or Jessica Mayer, whichever one she prefers. Hey, what's your pronoun? See her one day at the gym and go, hey, you look like you're on the spectrum. Let's have a chat. Uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and I absolutely love your niece. Um, I actually think that I met her through Bruno. Um, because everybody? Uh, yeah. So he was training me for my first show. Um, and then I I remember we were uh, supposed to do like a posing session and she came in with him. So, and like she sat down. Mm. Um, and then that's how I met her. Like I'd seen her at the gym and, you know, like hi and bye. Um, and then we just started talking and then we just kind of hit it off. I love you, niece. Oh, she's Nicole she's amazing. My kind of, well, straight up, she's my inspiration. Um, I mean, there, I mean, granted, there are days when I talk to her and I'm nervous just watching her eat a bowl of soup Why? or chewing her own food. Cause Why? She just, she, because sometimes she's just all over the place. But because of that, she has such a creative mind that uh, some most imaginations just can't keep up with her. And that's what makes her so great. And I think it's mostly because Nicole ha didn't have any guidance when she was a kid. Mm -hmm. None. Her family was a mess. Um, no, uh, I mean, some intermittent, intermittent parenting. But for the most part, she was on her own. And right. she's always been on her own and right. she's always struggled and she's always been bouncing from one spot to another and died a little inside each and every time. Mm -hmm. And but throughout that, she's maintained that dream that she wants to or has to be independent. Right. And she's and she, she is. She did yeah. It. And she is. It's a fucking miracle. Right. Isn't it? Isn't it crazy that she is a, a perfect example that anybody or almost anybody some people are gonna get left behind but for the most part you can do this and you should do it by yourself and you should create your own small business and you should for the most part be completely independent no matter what so uh she was starting out as a, as a she was a really good photographer at the time she's really good draw uh, really good drawing i took her down to the uh to the jay cutler class uh -huh. for reasons we're not gonna go into I'm not going down that road okay um, that sounds like a... Well, that's the old backstory. I'm not talking about that again. Okay. People want to go on my... They can go on my website. They can read about No Excuses and then go from there. But the reason is... Stay on topic is... I went down with Nicole. They need... Bev Francis needed a photographer. Uh -huh. So I messaged her and I go, Hey, I'm going to have somebody coming down halfway through the show to photo, do, do pictures. And they said, Great. So I brought Nicole down. They uh, And she started shooting. She... One of the guys who was a... He was in the master's class. His uh -huh. name was Michael Anderson. And... They hit it off, and they and later on she ended up doing photo shoots with him, and that went so well that it just, you know, that percolated into her doing other fitness shoots, and now she's unarguably the best fitness photographer in New England. Right. So that's kind of that's one way she took off. But either way, she would have taken off 
either way because she's just that good. So eventually somebody would have noticed her content. Somebody would have seen how good she was or how good talented she is. And it, would just, it just so happens she happened to be there at the right time. Right. But she's that good. So Well, yeah, and she was all about um, making connections with people. and She's better at it than I am. Yeah. Way better well, and she's, way more patient. She's beautiful, so people have patience to talk to her and want to talk to her. She, yeah, she's more patient than I am. She's a better marketer. She works her ass off mm-hmm. in the gym, out of the gym, and it's just a matter of getting her organized in some way, shape, or form. But besides that, can't that kid won't quit. Yeah. And that's why she is an inspiration to, for me. And then she reached a certain point, and I'm like, I got no more advice for you. I'm like, you've done it. Right. So just whatever you're doing, I mean, I can say this, that, and the other thing, but you're going to do great, and you're eventually going to be completely uh, on your own, and you're not going to rely on any other paycheck. And that is my, she's one of my inspirations. I'm not really an inspiration. I keep using that word. But like, she's really an example of how to stay focused, how to well, stick with it. And then eventually starting my own businesses. I just filed a tax ID for this the other, last week. I had PB and Joey's tax ID last year. Mm-hmm. And then I just filed for this one this year. So, and I bought an additional domain just for because. something else. No, for this, but it's just a broader term. Right. Like, you know, positive sarcasm.com is one thing, but PS Creative Media is just on top of that. The umbrella. So it's a different domain, but it goes to the same site. So I was like, okay. But the podcast ha- has been sitting, the podcast has been sitting completely dormant since twenty early 2016. I've tried to get people on, but they don't, first of all, half people don't even know what the fuck a podcast is. Even though it's one of the biggest forms of of media out there right podcasts you know, are wonderful because you can just turn them on and learn and learn and listen and listen yeah and that's why people that's how people are reading their books now right they're listening to them i we actually just bought uh my daughter a book on audio like two days ago how old your daughter she is 14 and she is fucking amazing she is almost a straight a student and she does it herself it it, it, it mostly isn't like hey mom i need help with this it's like you can just watch her and she just she she creates she's an artist she is completely self-motivated like she has come up with plan after plan after plan after plan of what she is going to do with her life you know like first it started with a bakery and then she changed her mind about having a bakery but you know like she's she doesn't know she's allowed to change her mind yeah yeah absolutely and i i completely encourage her and she knows that that's going to happen probably a hundred more times but She's dead set on on having her own business and traveling and maybe getting married, probably not, and adopting a child when she's 40. Those are words she that came out of her plans mouth. She has more than most millennials yeah. do. Yeah. Most of them just want to go out there and protest about oppression, but it seems like your daughter's got some shit pretty much figured out. No, she's amazing. She, I mean, and all the things that her teenage friends go through, I could hear about it secondhand after things like blow up between them, but... There are a lot of her friends that are suicidal, that are drinking, that are smoking, that are getting involved in things that, like, at this age, kids toy with. But she's the one that, like, ends up talking everybody off the ledge, um, which is, like, surprising and wonderful to hear. um, Because to to me, she is my inspiration. She is what I live for. Mm. Like, after I got into my accident, it was just like, all right, this this has to be a full recovery and we got plans and we have shit that we have to do 
So like in the space of, you know, like you creating your business and moving forward yeah, and like you said has to. Yeah. No, That's, it has to. There's no right. there's no other option. You That's know, on the same way. Yeah. Like, like it, I have to do this yeah. now. When after I got into this accident, um, you know, when it was just pretty much like, thank God you're alive. Thank God you can walk. Thank God nothing happened to your face. You know, it's like there are so many things that I don't give me that look. Oh, I didn't mean it like yeah, that. Yeah. Uh huh. It's a um, funny. It's a funny. It's it's a shallow thought that would go through my own head. Right. It's but like, it's like you check your face in the mirror. It's like, oh, thank Christ. Right. <laughs> but it's a thing, you know, yeah. because that would just be another ordeal to deal with, you know. So yeah. it's it's kind of like in this space that my motivation when they brought me up to the fir- the to the third floor to like recover was basically like I need to call my boss and tell her I need three more weeks and then I'll be back at work. Okay, like my back is fused. I have a fracture in my neck, nine broken ribs, broken collarbone. I have three tears in my knee. And here I'm thinking I just need a few more weeks, you know. So it's like I go to um, my spine doctor, my last appointment, and I ask them, like, when can I go back to work? Do you have any idea? And he said, you need to prepare yourself for the fact that you may never be able to work again because of nerve damage and pain that you experience. And I was like, no, no, that's that's not an option for me. It, it really, truly isn't. So even if I can't go back to the job that I had, which is very physical, it's very physical work, it's very tiring. So my boss will always find a place for me there, but like I'm at that spot where I have to rebuild myself and think, okay, what are my other options? What else am I going to do? Because, you know we're going to succeed with this. Like we're moving forward. This is not going to be what defines me and what ends me. How bad is the back thing? I've seen state troopers with fusions Mm -hmm. and their lives are over. Their lives are over. Right. Right. Like they just, they are walking Frankenstein's creations and that's it. And uh, uh, first of all, a cop who can't be active again is the most miserable fucker out there. Oh yeah. I know one. I know one that has like uh, permanent brain damage and that's pretty much what he is. But, um, I mean, I could show you my scar. I don't have the numbers for, you know, my neck is fractured at C2, which is where you turn it. So if it doesn't heal, but if I don't hear that, it, that it's like healed enough on the 14th, when I go in, then I don't know if he's going to talk about having to fuse it. But then I lose 80% of my turning radius in every way. So that's kind of a big deal. There's got to be some type of physical therapy or other reconstructive surgery. It's bone. It's bone growth. And if if the fracture doesn't heal, then they have to put screws in it. And they have to fix it that way. So they do everything that they can to avoid that. Because once that happens, there's no changing that. There's no coming out of that. Um, so the, like, as far as the pain goes in my back, um, it feels like somebody has nailed a two by four down my entire spine. So that's how I feel like when I walk, when I'm on my meds and I'm medicated and the pain is under control, it's not that bad. Um, but I couldn't be able, like at this point in time, I could not be able to do the job that I used to do. So, um, but my boss, the wonderful lady that she is, she can find other places and uh, put me um, 
as like her go-to girl, where if there's problems in stores, I can go and fix it. But it doesn't require me having to completely break down a load in stock, you know, within a matter of so many hours. Mm -hmm. You know, it's more mental work and fix-it work. So I'm always looking for the way out. I mean, obviously my struggles have been more uh, neurological, uh, different nerve-related adrenal gland type stuff. That's different. That's a different approach. That'll, that stuff will make you a vegetable in a different way. So my recovery was far different. Mm -hmm. But as far as yours, yours is definitely brick and mortar. You know, as far as things are screwed together that maybe can't be unscrewed. I mean, I know that a, a, a back fusion is pretty much, that's it, you're done, right? Like that is like you're they can't undo that. No, that's yeah. That they can't undo. From um, it, yeah, at yeah. This, at this point, with the with, you know, that's what pisses me off is like there is so much advancement possible in health technology and in healthcare, but the way things are right now, there's no real investment in it, no proper investment in it. Where we could have gone so far with so many things, but we're just too busy kicking each other in the kneecaps. We're not getting anything done, and people like you suffer because of it. And now you got all this other bullshit that you have to deal with financially in the background. Well, yeah, and there's a lot. And it's not just, um, you know, it, it's not even just my body and finances. There's there's a lot of mental that goes on. I go to therapy like it, once or twice a week, mm. you know, because there's um, the trauma. There's like the delusions that I had while I was in ICU. Do you still have those types of delusions or is it mostly just trying to cope with? No, the it's trying to cope with it. It's it's when you hit flashbacks um, like the corner that I lived at or that I live on, there was another accident. Um, I think it was like last weekend. So like just hearing like the crunch of metal, you know, it's like yeah. I sprang out of bed and looked out the window and started to call 911, you know, and then my daughter ran in and I just lost it. I just started crying and I said, I fucking hate this corner. Um, you know, and it's that that's part of it that that goes with it but that's why i'm doing the therapy you know to get everything out because i don't want to carry any of this with me you know trauma that you that you keep inside of you keeps you from moving forward when you bury things they eventually are going to come up um that's why you have to know all of your triggers um and work <laughs> through stuff like that i know mine yeah uh i have to admit do i bury it no i think people know mine is there i've written about my i've written about the the dante's inferno that i have gone through mm -hmm. uh do you know about the idea of dante's inferno the whole premise of it mm, speak to me about it well real briefly it talks about all the circles of hell and mm -hmm. how which sin is you know about the, where each sin lays on all the nine circles of hell the in the, the small the lowest one you know the ice pit where the devil is is the one it's betrayal mm -hmm. betrayal is the worst of all sins so uh i went through i was basically kind of relating myself to dante as he went through all nine circles of hell trying to seek enlightenment right so i wrote about i wrote about that mm -hmm. posted that and went through that whole shit show but i don't talk about it because i've done I'm, I'm done with it i've right. spent two three years over it but uh as far as the animosity and stuff like that that's still there mm -hmm. i don't i is it buried no i i sort of use it as fuel right like some people use certain inspiration as fuel or whatever as fuel i use anger mm -hmm. just fucking pure anger right and i just go and 
whether nor maybe you'll see it in traffic maybe you'll see it in my mindset and that's my trigger i hate that word trigger uh because i deal with this sjw bullshit all the time drives me bananas but no i use it as fuel all the time so when i'm trying to get stuff done it's just like let's go if there's a if there's a 20 minute block of free time okay what can i put in there what can I be doing at this very moment to better my situation? Right. Is there something I could be writing down? Are there notes I could be taking? Is there, you know, something I can be doing on the computer? Are there, can I be working on Project Blackbird? Can I be working on peanut butter? Can I be doing this, that, and the other thing? Are there certain metadata that I can be working on in the background? Could so I be, an hour or 90 minutes, I could be sitting here talking with you or another guest on a podcast. And that's another thing is people waste too much goddamn time. You're willing to come over here and sit down and talk for a little bit. I mean, we've already blasted 20 minutes. Right. I mean, granted, this is probably about 10 or 15 here, but we'll probably keep going. So the idea is we're creating content. Take your trauma. Take your, your dark stuff or your good stuff or whatever. It doesn't matter. It depends right. on the week. And just turn it into, into content. Tell your story. Right. And your that's sto- why... Stories I'm, are profitable now. That's why I'm going to be doing a series of art canvases. I was telling you that's what my journal is about. Because that's that's a way to get it out. And once it's out, like... And you, you see something that's, yeah, yeah, I'm not saying this is something that's going to go on lifelong, but right now, this is, this is my, this is my present. This is where I am now. These are the things that I'm going through and working through and finding out um, what my next steps are, you know, because I pretty sure I'm probably going to go back to school for sign language because I was really, really good with it. Mm. Um, there's a huge deaf community in Berkeley, California, which is where I was going to college for it but i dropped it um because we, we moved out here considering the environment that berkeley's at right now probably a good idea to take a break from california <laughs> yeah. i've been here for like 10 years so i'm 12 years actually so i'm acclimated and i don't ever plan on moving back to california and all of my family that's in california is looking to get out of california yeah we can touch we can actually touch on that a little bit later as far as california goes i'm curious to know what your opinion is about actually just about anything hmm. It doesn't really matter. I'll, I'll brief it. But I'm curious. You mentioned in the beginning, you were going to compete at some point. Or were you thinking about Because when it, when it comes to Bruno, that's pretty much why people go to him. Have anybody to know who I Bruno, did not you know, I mean, go to Bruno. Bruno just, came to me. That Okay. That makes way more sense. Okay. So, What's up, girl? What you doing? Well, you he, want to compete? Well, um, <laughs> I can't remember what her name is. But the girl, she's like, um, she works in a salon. She has like blonde curly hair. I think she's like in her early 50s. Um, she was friends with him and she, I guess they were, he was doing the thing, you know, the pedaling with his hands yep. thing. And she kind of stopped me and she goes, he wants to talk to you. He keeps asking me to ask you what your name is. He wants to talk to you. So I just kind of started talking to him, you know, and I started going to gold. I always went to Planet Fitness. I did too. And the what, what started me out like on the fitness path was... Um, we moved here when my daughter was two. Mm. I was very overweight. I started walking to start losing weight, and I started challenging myself by running. So I, you know, run half a block and then walk, and then I would just continue. And then I became completely addicted to running because that's what you do when you run. And yeah. um, I became like there was a, a loss of muscle, muscle tone, you know, and I lost a lot of weight. Um, and I was starting to look good, but I was flabby. So the work schedule that I had, um, I started going to the gym. At this time, my now ex-husband um, was um, he was in the military and he was injured. So he was pretty much like 
disabled at home. So I was able to do a whole lot of things, you know, so like I worked, I still took care of our kid, you know, he was at home, I could go to the gym, I could run, you know, like, so to me, at that point in time, I lived a very privileged life, because I could spend my time doing the things that I actually really wanted to do. Um, and then I started going to the gym, I met Stuart Gertz, he's a, he's now a personal trainer that works out of the gym. Um, I don't think it's like workout world but it's on the way to Hooksit, on that main road, like where Shorty's is. Yeah, Workout Club. Okay, Something yeah. Something like that. Workout Club. Yeah. There's a really good one in Salem. That's like the best one. It has like a, a mini water park in it, like an Olympic-sized pool. Yeah, I go, I go to the walls. zoo when it was only one floor in uh -huh. Manchester, and they just, I didn't realize they were going to put in a second floor. Uh -huh. um, so I, I lucked out because it's right over there. Right. Like every, I've centralized myself in such a, situa in such a way that I have everything I need within a walk so right i didn't know this was where you live i thought you live like more on the other side like past where the gym is um i lived on the west side before i came here right uh but well, i'm just going on what nicole was like we have to go down south willow to get to his place <laughs> and la 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 no we no we, i did it i did it right it took me long enough well i always tried to do it right mm -hmm. but this time i won't fuck it up so this is mine, and I won't let anything fuck it up. I've taken enough risks. Um, I'm taking. I'm still taking more risks, but no, this is a good place to get restarted and to get everything moving. And I look forward to when I get to the top, taking everybody with me. Oh, who good for you. That's who, wonderful. Who deserves to? Who deserves to come with me? I, I look forward to when I read. You know, when, you, when you're on that mountaintop, you kind of look down and you look at the people who. I don't look at it this way. I look at it instead of moving forward. I don't move forward. I move up. Okay. I want to go up that mountain. And some people, I'm going to drag all that baggage with me too. I don't care. Right. And then the people that want to come with me, that have helped me out along the way, I'll you know they're gonna. I'm going to sponsor them as far as giving them shout outs because why not? I mean, Nicole's been great. Emma Shell Photography has been really nice to me. Uh, John's been awesome. Hero Pups is a freaking blessing in disguise. I swear to Christ. So all that stuff that I'm I'm affiliated with in some way, shape, or form, even if at a minimal level, right? You know the guests I'll have hopefully on this thing and however this goes, but it's more content. It's more just setting the example that anything's possible. And by you being able to come here and sit down and take your brace off and just have a conversation, because I know you're probably pooped up all day going fucking bananas, but the idea of just sitting down and being able to tell your story and it's like okay, fine, whatever. It's just an example that you really can. There's so many possibilities for things that people can do, well, regardless yeah. of their situation. Yeah, it's never it's never too late. It, it is never too late. Never, never too late for a change, no. and it's never too late to do anything that you want to do because you can. Everything's that, the only thing that sets people back is their mindset. Laziness. Okay, so yeah. laziness. But like, again, I'll just use my accident. Okay, so mm. there's some people that are that have so much trauma that they won't cross the street or they won't get out of bed. You know, like, like me, I was, when my PT would come in, I'd be like, what are we doing today? We're going to double, we're going to do double that. And then I want to, you know, like I want to start using the stairs cause I live third floor. So when I get home, all my family visiting me is freaking out and wanting to move me in, you know, like a, a first story apartment, you know, and I'm thinking if you haven't moved me by now, that's not going to happen because now I'm awake and I'm not going to pack all that shit and unpack all that shit myself. So 
we're gonna we're doing the stairs you know so and that's just how it was and every single day it was just we're doing more we're doing more we're doing more i'm challenging myself because there isn't there isn't any way that this is going to go any different you know i have to i'm not going to live the rest of my life depending upon quote unquote disabled right you know like that's there there is nothing that this is not going to stop me period no there's no excuses yeah there isn't and no, that's a good way. That's a good way of looking at it. I, I, I appreciate the sentiment. I, I, I like the idea that you're just re- regardless of that shit that you've been through, you're still pushing through. And you're not looking at me and saying, well, your situation is different than mine. It's like, no, your situation in, a, in another way is far worse than mine was. But you're like, OK, well, here's where I am now. Let's get restarted. Right. Everybody has their the problem there. Yeah. Everybody has their own situations that they deal with, and it's all about how you choose to deal with it. If you choose to see yourself as a victim mm-hmm. um, you, or and be victimized and just kind of stay stuck where you are because some people, some people enjoy that. For some people, that's their security. You know, some people make excuses. For example, I will just say my mother. She is very content in being able to make excuses um, because of how... She had her back fused with a cage, but she's really like, I could tell her she lives in California. Weather's hot. Go exercise in the pool. Okay. Because it's, it's going to be really easy on your joints, really easy on your back. You just got to try something and she will come up with any and every excuse to not get out there. I don't want anybody to see me in a bathing suit. The only people that are going to see you are your husband and your son, you know, there's no excuse, but she's she's more than happy to make that excuse, and that's valid to her, and so she's stuck. And there, it's hard to get her to see beyond that. And I hope when she looks at me that she can she can try to move beyond that. Try. The problem is, is when people see something like this, it's human nature at this point at least. When people see what we're doing or how well we look or what we're accomplishing or anything like that, some of them look at us as inspiration. They start asking questions. Some of us just look at us as haters. They just they get they become haters. They hate what we do because it's almost like we're they're jealous or that we have great genetics or something. Any excuse to justify why they aren't as successful or as healthy as we are. When like we have a secret, we have no secrets. Our secret is common sense. You know that you're gonna every you're gonna hit walls. Right. in life and you're going to struggle at certain points and it's going to be painful how much pain are you willing to deal with right it's mindset it's mindset yeah i get i get it there are certain things but but you've you've got 70 80 90 years fucking hopefully, do something do something with it yeah do something with it are you, do you just want to quit at the first roadblock can't you can't you don't it's gonna suck we come into this world crying so do you want to lead the same way? Right. No, I just want to, I want to, if I have to go out in a blaze of glory, I will, but God damn it. I'm not just going to sit around and not do anything. Right. I'm going to keep trying for the rest of my life. That's not failing. As long as I keep trying, I'm not failing. You know, so that's kind of why my life is set up. I mean, I still got a couple things to do. I still got to fix that goddamn mirror. I broke one of them. So that's why there's an open slot right there. It's that sliding door right there. Oh, I just thought your closet was open. It well, it kind of, it technically is, but there's another door there. I smashed it accidentally. Right. It was an accident. I, but all honesty, I was a little aggressive. Um, 
I tend to do that from time to time, but still. Well, uh, Broken Mirror is not the end of the world. No. I Might think... be seven years of bad luck, but, you know. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I had about, I'd say two years, three years bad luck. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm ahead of the game. Yeah. But, yeah. I definitely cut it in half with my, with my, with my intelligence. Well, good for you. <laughs> Look at that. So what is, what, what's your other plan as far as, okay, so you have your thing. You're you're recovering pretty well. What else did you want to do? Do you want to just stay in the job, or do you want to start something else? Do you want to start a small business? What else is your plan? I mean, are you going to think about competing? Well, that's, that's, you met Bruno. Right. That was one. That was one life. That could be a past life, but I don't know what you plan on doing next. Right. Well, and that's that's what I'm on the road to figuring out, and I'm I'm kind of moving step by step because at least in my situation, at least for me, I have to work in small blocks because I can't look at a huge picture of like, yeah, I'm going to start competing again. And I'm going to start to do this and do that because then it becomes overwhelming. Did you ever at all or no? What compete? Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. Bruno, Bruno did my first show. Um, Ooh, which one? <sighs> or which it, year? It was, Oh God, this was several years ago. And well, I've um, been with him since 2013. 14. I can't give you years like that. That's not how like my brain works. Um, it was, I think, like the first year that I started going to Gold's because my friend Stu, um, he had competed when he was like in his early 20s. Mm. Um, and he gained an enormous amount of weight and lost it and was like, you know what? I'm thinking about doing this. And him and I would talk and people would come come up to me at Planet Fitness and they're like, oh, do you compete? Do you compete? And I'm like, no, you know, and then the more people would say it and the more he would talk about it, the more I thought, like, maybe this is a good idea. Maybe this is something I should try. And then we started going to Gold's, talked to Bruno. Um, I did not have a very good situation with Bruno when um, my first competition came around because I went with Kim and I went with Ryan and Mm. I don't. There's a part of me that doesn't want to talk about this because you guys are like best friends. He's up and he he's no he Bruno is a, is a stubborn individual, and generally what he does is he'll he'll pick a leader of the group and he'll focus he'll focus on them. Right. And when Ryan came into the picture, he was focused on Ryan, justifiably so in in my opinion because Ryan is a vain crusader mm-hmm. that there's no. Uh, how do you, how do I say? It? There's no muscle that she can't discover. She's just that committed. Oh, I'm that. talking about Ryan the boy. I don't know Ryan the boy. Okay, he used to be a trainer at Gold's. Ryan. Ryan, I want to say Griffin. Was Maybe he? Not? There was one guy who was dating a chick back in the day, and then they took off for Arizona. That was I don't know. Uh, well, first of all, trainers at, at Gold's were in and out. Yeah, see, I'm not sure because I think I went there for two years. But yeah, usually uh, on Team Bruno, there was there's there's some people just some people are in and out, some people are temporary, and then yeah, there was a lot of infighting. There was definitely a lot of infighting. Well, and the reason Bruno and I have stayed so close is because he guided me through. The reason, the real reason, him and I are are close mm -hmm. is because he guided me through the process. He was there every step of the way. When the check stopped coming, he was still there, and he told me everything I needed to know backstage at 
the NPC New England. He told me everything that happened in my life, literally within 15 minutes. With the last, the la- that year of my life, he told me everything within within five minutes. Like everything. He told me, it's a, it's a lot to take in. Right. So that's why I've been so tight with him. However, I've seen things from both sides, but it just so happens that he's been consistently in and out of my life. And then when people stopped calling, mm-hmm. he was still calling. So, um, and he's just so on this level where he just, he just keeps moving. Mm-hmm. So, and yeah, I get it. He is, he's an odd duck, but I guess that's, that's just Bruno. And that's why I'm always close with him. And, but other people, yeah, I don't hesitate to, I don't hesitate to kick him right the fuck out of my life. Like I told you, I'm like a light switch. Right. Well, with my story with him, like he took me on, I mm-hmm. paid him $500 for his services, which basically was just showing up in the, you know, the gym's classroom, um, right turn, right turn, right turn. That was it. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a posing class a year later with, I think her name is Lauren, probably getting the last name wrong, De Napoli. Um mm-hmm. And I had an hour class with her that was $75 and she gave me what I needed, which was when I am posing and they're looking at my backside, where do I need to keep, um, where do I need to feel my muscles? Like, where do I need to keep my body weight? Where do I need to feel it on the balls of your toes? You know, those were not things that he would give me other than when he would just say, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze everything. That's not, that's, that's not helping me. I know you're talking. I actually know what you're talking about. Yeah. And yes, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, because he's very old school. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he's got the core down perfectly. He's a mate, and his specialty is uh, natural bodybuilding and bikini. Right. He's fantastic at it. When it comes to like men's physique and other things, I couldn't. As a men's physique competitor, mm-hmm. I can't keep up with him. I couldn't, I was not, I was not a good student under him. Mm. Perfectly, being perfectly honest. I wasn't, but he has his specialties. Now there's another girl, like, for example, you could have gone to, you could have gone to Michelle Wu. Is it Michelle Wu? Mm. Or no, Barbara Wu. And she's out of Mass or Providence or something. And she's fantastic. Mm. And then, and then Rick, Rick went to Bruno, but Rick also did Kenny wallace as well mm-hmm. and kenny would show him certain things to bring out his quads a little bit more right. so totally sometimes people go to do to different ones and it's just how it, and yeah i get it squeeze or diet stuff yeah he has his pluses and minuses right i'm just talking about like on a personal level as far as a friend that's different a different animal but i got i understood i understood at least at that level that when it came to posing i knew ryan the well, Ryan Healy was mm-hmm. different one than you're talking about. Right. I just knew she was the flagship and right. she was going to get a lot of the attention. I understood that. I respected it. And I was at the time on my way out. But now when I compete, mm-hmm. I, number one, I don't tell anybody. Right. Number two, I don't talk. I don't tell Bruno about it either. Mm-hmm. He was, he was pissed, but we got a, he was fine. It was funny. And he told me the same thing you did. What? When, Cause he found out I competed, called me and yelled at me. And then hung up and then called me back and then told me what I needed to do. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's funny. Well, so after like all the stuff backstage, you know, like I didn't, I didn't, I got, I felt like I got nothing. And, um, I yeah. was, I was like really pissed off. And then afterwards, the next time I saw him in the gym, he goes, he goes next, next, next show, I'll train you half off. And I was just like, ain't going to be a next show with you. 
So I, I train myself. Um, I think I, you know, I would flip flop between going to gold and planet fitness and doing my own thing and listening to Stu and stuff like that. Um, and he's the one that, uh, went out with me to the, what is it? The, the pine tree, pine tree. Yeah. Yeah. Pine, yeah. Pine tree state in yeah. Vermont, something like that. So like I took, I took novice and I like, I think I placed third, um, and figure and you know, like pretty much like that was that, um, I had plans on doing more. Um, I got into a very, very abusive relationship that pretty much destroyed like my gym life, um, that destroyed a lot. So that, that took me off of that track. Um, so that's like where the compete, the, the desire to compete. It's a blessing and a curse. Competing is a blessing and a curse. It's, it gets you motivated, but at the same time it changes your mindset and then friends come and go. And then you, next thing you know, you're in the gym 24-7. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what the fuck am I doing? Right. I grew to hate it. See, I don't know that part of it because I only did two shows. And yeah. I was, when I go to the gym, eyes down. I am on a mission. I have yeah, shit to do. Yeah, you were a fucking psycho. You were. <laughs> do you well, actually was, remember I, me from the gym? Yeah, you were dressed like Rainbow Bright. Not Rainbow Bright. Yes, Rainbow I, Bright. The knee-high socks and leggings and Everything stuff. Everything was but a not goddamn bright. multicolored rainbow with you. Well, because we're talking I, honest here, so if you're gonna. I well, mean, that's and the if thing. you look at my boots know, now, they look like I shoved my foot up like a, a little black bear's um, ass, and they're up. But no, I remember. Riding. I remember you. And there was a guy that you were talking to. Uh, he goes to my gym now. Mm. He's got a beard. Looks like uh, he looks like Zangi from Street Fighter. Uh, but uh, he's got like two kids. Drives a truck or something like that. I don't know, but. That's how I remember, like, the scenery and the people that are around you. Yeah. So, but, yeah, no, I, I, rem- I remember you at that gym. And I was, well, I was homeless at the time. Um, but I was there, and I was at war with myself because you did two shows. I did four shows in 30 days. Mm-hmm. And then I jumped from OCB. You were crazy. Yeah. That's well, crazy. Well, that was before because when Bruno competed, he could do a Saturday show and a Sunday show. That's back when they did that. So right. Saturday and Sunday, then the next week do Saturday and Sunday. But they, didn't, they don't do that. They stopped doing that after the uh, 2013. Mm. But So I did a Saturday, and then a week later I compete again. And then two weeks later – no. one. Uh, the first one was two weeks. So I basically – I came out with a 102 fever. I stepped on stage with 102.5 oh fever. Oh, my God. You know people die on stage. Yeah. Well, I got sick a week before the show. I was yeah. shredded. I had like – I was 7%, 6% body fat. Stepped on stage two days. I was three, eight, four days before I came down with some heavy sickness. Stepped on stage, looked like shit, puked, went on stage. Two weeks later, I was back on stage in Cape Cod. And then a week later, I stepped into the NPC. Uh And then two weeks later, I stepped on stage at the New Englands. Wow. So you were just a monster. Mentally. Physically, I was tiny. I was 159 pounds at the New Englands. And I, that's tiny. Yeah. 159 pounds. And I beat Adam Nagee. Who was 192 pounds? I don't know who that is, but fan tech, like, cheers to you, buddy. Uh, he was on some shit. Let's put it that way. Right. Well, I was just, I that was the show I wanted to do. Bruno kept talking me out of it. I wanted to do it, but and I did it, and I I I, I placed. So good you know. for you. Uh, and then I did Vermont, and then I did I I finished dead fucking last at the Cutler, and then I basically retired from it. And then a year later, I went. And I secretly traveled to South Carolina and did a show. You secretly? Secretly. <laughs> Went to South Carolina and competed. And I'm going to eventually do another one again. I'm just not telling anybody about it. So I just right. travel. So if I'm going to do a show, I want to travel. Right. Because then it's like a vacation. Yeah. 
and it gets you away from the stress because people around here when you compete it's like the same people it's the same stresses it gives me anxiety doing it i don't want to do the new england's I've, I've been up there i've been on that stage in front of 1500 people uh-huh. i'd rather be at the so tile theater in charleston or in san antonio or in boise or uh, fuck i don't know palm beach i don't care anywhere else doesn't matter i want to go to pennsylvania and meet dana lynn bailey i love yeah, she seems like nice. She's on. She's on a different, a different uh, life path right now, though. I think she's done competing. She likes to travel and do all kinds of crazy shit. Right. She's on the, a different path, but she seems well, really cool. You want to hear something funny? So, like when I first started competing, I, I don't even know how her picture came up, but her picture came up on my computer, and Starla looked at me and she goes, "Mama, is that you?" Because <laughs> like we had the same haircut, and I was like, "No, honey, I wish that was me, but no, it's not." No, she's not what you would call natural, but she is a fucking hard worker. Um, and, and her husband ha- is... I, I listen to all his music. Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard. Holy shit. Yeah, I forgot he has a band. <sighs> Hit, like, that. It, that is what I listen to when I'm in the gym. What, oh, sorry. That's what you listen to? Okay, let's go down... Mostly, mostly, what, mostly. Okay, let's go down gym playlist. Oh, let's do that, because that's right. fun. When... Because this can... Either way, we can go down. It doesn't matter. There's no format. Right. We can talk about food. We can talk about politics. But let's do this because this came up. Okay. Gym playlists. What's yours? Okay. So mine varies, but it pretty much is like it keeps me pumped. So yeah. I will do uh, Rob Bailey and the Hustle Standard because mm-hmm. I just love everything that comes out of his mouth. I listen to Kesha. Um, and I do the like, like uh, your beard, like, yeah, <laughs> I, um, I, I listen to Pitbull. Now I'm like, you better explain that one here. Okay. Here's a, here's justify that shit. I don't have to justify that shit. It's good. And when he's talking about Kulo, he's talking about ass and stuff. Um, that's actually, Petey, that's I, more Petey Pablo than Pitbull. Well, I should have, uh, I was going to bring my iPod, but I didn't. So mm. now I, well, actually, I mean, we can. If, we, if you need that. to look up something, we can look it up on there. I know, I know, but I can't, I can't remember everything that's on there. But um, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of like, uh, like, um, they even have like when you search on iTunes, like the gym playlist, like the techno shit. I love that. Fast or slow paced? Like, uh, like, like DJ Tiesto or Bass Nectar? Um, I don't know who those are okay okay here's something about me that you have to know because i know that you're this like movie cataloger okay i don't thank you really for noticing yeah well um i don't remember like names of bands or names of songs i can sing them to you and then you can tell me like oh yeah that's that okay okay that's just that's how my brain works i don't have much space in there so yeah, i can only you. hang that's on fine. to certain things that's fine um so, um, m- mostly like fast techno, um, like stuff you would like aerobicize to, like cardio fast music. That's right, because you're a runner. Yeah, you play but, at a different beat. But see, okay, like when I'm um, when I, my favorite thing at Planet Fitness is the the thirty minute. Um, yeah. What do they call that that thing? Okay, yeah, the, so uh, the express workout. Yeah. Okay, so when I'm doing like the the steps, like I'm jumping the steps. So like I am I am balls out. Okay, mm. D- you know the yeah, duct we tape thing. That earlier. Yeah, yeah, it's not duct tape. Okay, <sighs> but I am balls out. I like superset everything that I do. Mm. So like I am I go full on beast mode ham with everything that I do. So I listen to music that is either really bassy 
or that is really fast. Um, I know people that train listening to like the blues and oldies and stuff like that. Um, that's I that, that just isn't my thing. Like before I get go to the gym, I sit in my car, I take my pre workout, and I listen to Guns N' Roses. Welcome to the Jungle. That's your walk up song. Yeah, if you and, were, like you know like everybody has that walk in song like. If you were in a Michael Bay movie or in a Michael Bay trailer, if you don't know who Michael Bay is, he directed Transformers, The Rock. Uh-huh. Uh, so now you get an idea of just what I'm talking about. You have a walk-up music, and it's like nuclear bombs are going off behind you, and you have that slow motion, and you're walking in the gym, and that song is playing while you're doing it. Yeah, pretty much. That's your that's your song? Then? Yeah, that's okay. it. That's it. Mine is, if you like bass, yeah. well, then, okay, we can start there as far as my playlist. Bass Nectar mm-hmm. is bananas. It is batshit crazy as far as bass, as far as intensity, as far as build-up. Bass Nectar. That sounds delicious. Bass Nectar is oh, is slower than like DJ Tiesto or Daft Punk or whatever. That's intense. There's... Shout out there. She's talking about HPV. That's very important for everybody to know. This is like... Some of their stuff is is, you know, they have a couple hit a couple hits that are really good from each album. But he's got like six or seven albums, right? So, I mean, there's um, one's called like Journey to the Center, but if you want to check out Bass Nectar, I highly recommend it. Or if you go on Pandora, right, and just do and do Bass Nectar as one of the playlists, right? You'll get way more than you bargained for. Okay, so like Imagination Dragons Thunder. Imagine Dragons. Ima- yeah. yeah, Imagine Dragons. That see, that was the the whole joke on. Um, I'm trying to find this song by these girls. Oh, and like the like the Pink album when she was like getting divorced, like angry girl shit like that. I love stuff like that. Okay, so all right, I'll be obviously. I mean, we're from different planets as far as some of the stuff that we go to, but. You like intensity from for, in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So, okay. So we connect on the bass. Have you ever heard of Cell Dweller? No. I can say that, honestly. All right. Cell Dweller uh, is a guy named Clayton. He has three groups or three projects. Cell Dweller is one of them. Scandroid is another in Circle of Dust. Scandroid is like 80s retro pop-ish, kind of. Okay. Cell Dweller is his main animal, and that is electronic mm-hmm. with some he- with some metal riffs in it. Oh, see, I I would probably love that. Yes, because oh, like this the smash ups by Corn and Corn's. Uh, better. It's better than the Corn smash ups with Skrillex. Uh-huh. Just blows it out of the water. Okay, way better. And than like that. that album that Corn did. Yes, I that's know, on. I know which one you're talking okay. about, and this is better. Um, so Cell Dweller is an absolute must listen. If you want to get pumped for the gym, right. I highly recommend Cell Dweller. C-E-L-L-D-W-E-L-L-A-R. Cell Dweller. Um, what the hell is it called? Um, soundtrack for the voices in my head. That is a fucking insane album. Um, so that's one. And then... If you if you do a playlist for that, yes. that's another playlist that will give you more than you're barking for. That's bass, that's intensity, and that's faster than bass neck. So if you do that, you're gonna be you're gonna be just out of my mind. See, and I'm at the point where I have to be very careful um, at the at the gym 
Because you're because of impact. Yeah, because this is um, like I have my limitations that PT gave me. So this is like this is a very slow go for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was in the hospital for a month. Like I'm I'm four months out from this accident. You know, so there's still there's still a lot of recovery for me to do, and I can't go to the gym and kill myself because I'll be useless for two days. So that only set that that'll only set me back. So another part of this is knowing limitations. I have the same. Pressure. Um, and that's that's a lesson for me to learn, which is limitations and patience, because I don't have uh, patience like when it comes to my recovery and moving forward and wanting to do the things that I want to do, I don't have patience for the like slow process of moving forward, which is a lesson that I'm learning. I have, I would burn out after an hour. My anxiety would level would get up. Once I got close to an hour, my anxiety level would rise so much that I just had to stop. And then I would go in the bathroom, learn how to control my breathing and then right. leave. So now that I'm, had that timed out right i can go in there and bust what i need to do and be done and in my opinion if you can't get done what you need to do in an hour anyways you're doing you what the hell's the point right. sitting in the gym for two hours is fucking pointless it really is being in the gym for two hours it's just like what are you doing well you, first first for some people that is it's an escape it's, it's but it's well, all in a lot in my opinion you're also wasting a lot of time well you can be but, but for some people that's not a waste of time for them. That is no, what they want to be doing. I don't. I just. I don't. And, and it, as you can tell by my setup, this is not my. This is not my life. That is. That is not my life. I get it. I can. I have certain things that I want to do, and I need to be there four times a week minimum. Right. Well, four times a week. Period. But I'm also doing. I'm also doing an hour on the on the mill, every morning. Right. So. That's another way. That's. I'm also dedicating that time as well. Right. Um. But while I'm there, I need to get all I can out of my music. So Bass Nectar, Cell Dweller, those things, and then there's a bunch of other things that attach to it. Now, where we start to drift apart as mm-hmm. far as music goes, I start getting into some heavier type of metal. We're talking like... Like the... Uh, kind well, of stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pitch Shifter is not too bad. Pitch Shifter is kind of like electronic metal in some way, shape, or form, but that's like a small portion. But then you start getting into into like uh il nino and, and things like that and then all of a sudden fear factory starts popping up slipknot starts popping up oh, hate, yeah, yeah. hate breed starts popping up um and that's when you really need to put the weight above you and you really need to push and possibly blow some joints out so that stuff is there so if i need that that's there right and then i just discovered this band that's kind of funny but at mm-hmm. the same time it's intense it's Japanese pop meets metal. Okay. And if you've ever, uh, if you ever look it up, I sent, it to, I sent it to Nicole, and she's like, "Oh my god, this is terrible." See, and I'm probably sure that my daughter's listened to it. Baby metal? She, I don't know. She is all about Japanese lifestyle. Baby so. metal is, a, it, they've been around for about two years. Huh. Three girls, two girls that sound very young, very Japanese. I think I read an article about this. And yeah. the one lead singer, who she, she's got a beautiful voice, mm-hmm. but. It's backed by a metal band, uh-huh. but it's hilarious. But at the same time, some of the riffs are some of the better riffs out there. Right. But a lot of the a lot of the music I listen to, there's a lot of chicks singing, anyways. Like Amaranth, female lead singer. Otep, female lead singer. Birthday Massacre, female lead singer. Baby Metal, female lead singer. So I'm celebrating International Women's Day every fucking day. I'm at the gym. 
I don't want I mean, people tell me if I'm, it's like, no, I'm not a bigot. I don't want to hear it. I don't need to celebrate it. I live it. Mm-hmm. So when I'm listening to Trick or I'm listening to In the Dark, all right, I'm celebrating it. Well, so. everything doesn't need its own fucking day on the calendar as no. it is. No. Okay. So, I, and I plus am... some of it's better. And I think a female lead singer in like a metal band, mm-hmm. there's a certain intensity to it that a guy can't match anyways. Mm-hmm. It's different. There's a little more emotion when a girl screams into a microphone. Absolutely. Or singing into a microphone. I don't mean like Evanescence. That's garbage in my opinion. But when I hear like Otap, when she hits the mics, there's different animal altogether and that gets me pumped in a whole different way yeah that's that'll that'll uh that'll scare some people in traffic uh birthday massacre is that's a little softer but i still enjoy that that's that that's kind of fun stuff it corrects it to oreo what does otep no otep she's uh She's one of those definitely lefty hardcore. I'm telling you, but she's cool. It corrects it to Oreo. I'll t- I'll tweet her. She follows me on Twitter. I'll tell her you said that. Oreo factor. I told her, hey, follow Otep on Twitter. She's like, no, it corrects to Oreo. <laughs> but uh, that's my gym thing, and I can definitely get plenty out of that. Also, birthday what? The birthday massacre. Massacre. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um. Oh, and then of course I can't forget in this moment. She used to be like a fe- she used to be a stripper, I think. But yeah, didn't we all used to be a stripper? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, but no, the uh, yeah, in this moment they have a song called "Welcome to the Gun Show." Okay. I mean, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, how right could you there, not? You how have could to you put not? that on your playlist. The gun, yeah, yeah the gun show. It yeah. is just Aww. fantastic. You're making me excited. And I think I think Godsmack got pissed when that song came out because that should have been a song that they did. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what happened to Godsmack. They had some good tunes back in the day. They kind of just petered out with some mainstream shit. But that's all right. They still got a really good playlist, like a rock. And then like Chevelle, I saw them when I was a kid. Oh really? Oh yeah, love Chevelle. Interesting. Actually, speaking of concerts, I got let's see, Nick DiPaolo's coming to Portsmouth. Brian Callen's going to be in Laugh Boston. But me and Zach are going to see Joey Diaz mm-hmm. in the Wilbur in October. That's going to be insane. October. That's so far away. I know. That'll put me a year out of my accident. That's kind of good. I mean, the farther you get it behind you, by then you'll have made way more of a recovery. You won't well, be walking around with that goddamn cyborg brace around your neck anymore. This fucking thing better come off on the 14th, and if that. it doesn't... Let me hold it! Mm, you don't want to touch it. Because it's been on me for like three months. Four months. Smells like perfume. Well, yeah, I clean it and stuff. It had a lot of, it had a bunch of different pads on it, and I had some LNAs that really loved me that would come and take care of me before their shift was actually over, you know? So, mm. like, 3.30 in the morning, Carrie would come and, like, give me a bath and, like, show up with the razor and be like, look what we're doing today. How um, was that? How I, I, how was the whole, I'm going to get into some personal odd details. Oh, let's do that. How is the whole, because I've never been... In a, a hospital situation, like, more than a day. So, I've never been in a situation where I've been in a hospital for, like, more than a day. Uh-huh. You know, I had some, like, a one-day surgery when I was, like, 10 years old because I was playing with my dick too much. They decided to give me an extra circumcision just for the fuck of it. 
Really? Oh, like, oh, we forgot you're Jewish. Let's give you another one. Snip, snip. Thanks, mom. So wait, wait, wait. So <laughs> what did you do to your penis that made them have to cut more I don't of it know. off? I have no idea. I, I don't even remember. I just know that they just decided one day that you know the doctor got jealous and said, "Hey, let's just go ahead and you know mushroom cap this motherfucker, and uh, let's go from there." I don't know. I'd be calling your mom, wanting to know. I've yelled at my mother for enough. That's fine. I'm over it. I'll forgive her for that. Well, no, I'm not. I the Ritalin, I haven't really forgiven her for that, but that I'll let it slide because right. it's all right. Well, that's back in the day. Yeah. You didn't know any better. It's fine. It's a permanent air cut. I'll deal with it. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, folks, you're, I'm not editing that part out. That's right. staying in No, there. that's awesome. Yeah. I, so yeah. much curiosity. Awesome. Great word Sorry, for I'm it. staring at your crotch now. That's fine. I'm not wearing underwear, by the way. But, hey, I just got out of the gym. What do you want me to expect? Sometimes it's commando. It's fucking Friday. So do cares. whatever you want. You don't know if I'm wearing underwear either. Nope. I'm not telling you either. And I'm not staring at your crotch either, because especially when we talked earlier and you said that you you duct taped your nuts. So. I didn't say I duct taped my nuts. I said balls out. Oh. Because I'm walking in the snow. Balls out. And I just said, don't eat the yellow snow. And you're like, why don't you, what did you say? Why don't you muff dive on that? I'm not playing. I believe that is exactly what you said. Why don't you muff dive on that? And I said (laughs) some other thing. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes. uh, You're paraphrasing, but you are definitely closer to what I said. That's for sure. Yeah. Ain't no denying. I'm not lying. Mm. Muff dive on that shit. Um, so your question, so your very personal oh, questions. Yeah. Okay, so you're there. Yeah. For more than a day, and they gotta they gotta clean you up. Right. How is that? Like, is that weird? Uh, or are you just like, well, somebody's gotta. No, uh, because my mother had her surgery, so I was there when she went through that all. Mm-hmm. Okay, so and she was a monitor tech. Um, in our house, we are just kind of free. My daughter was born. We were pretty much nudist. Like when I potty trained her, she became a nudist. But, you know, so like we are just nudists in general. Our body does not shame us. Um, Interesting. Having so many family members in the hospital, it is what it is. So when you have people that you connect with, you know, your health workers, I was taken care of to a degree that I cannot, I, I, I cannot even explain um, at Elliott Hospital, they are amazing. And if the one I get, up on the hill, right? Uh, yeah. And if I get hit by a car again, take me there. I only <laughs> want to go there. Um, but you know, I would connect with these nurses that were not. Uh, they were not my my nurses for the day, and they would come in and check on me before they left, and they would bathe me, and because they wanted to take care of me. Mm-hmm. So that takes like the stress and the pressure off, you know, and, and like, yeah, to a certain point you, you struggle with your dignity because having to ask somebody to wipe your ass because you can't reach around yourself, you know, because I've broken scapula, my back is fused. I am on an IV that I have to, you know, nurses have to come into the bathroom with me while I'm there. Not only do they come into the bathroom when I'm there, I am like, pissing in a bowl that they have to like track how many ounces of my urine you know i'm putting out you Mm -hmm. know so there's just there's all this stuff that goes on so when you have people that are so wonderful and want to take care of you and want to bathe you and clean you they take care of you the way they take care of themselves and they will tell you that you know like they clean me all up she put 
baby powder under my boobs, you know, because they sweat when you're wearing a bra and you're just laying in your Johnny in the bed. So, I know that feeling. You know, and, and deodorant and everything. So to me, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't an issue. You know, like it, it's it's something that you have to realize is like this is just a part of life, and you know, like if you have a, if you have a child, you're bathing your child. You know, it's like, and I have two grandmothers that have Alzheimer's, and they have to be bathed too. You know, it's just a part of life. So it wasn't a big deal. And when she'd come in and be like, "Girl, we're shaving your legs and your underarms," you know, that was wonderful. And when it was like. I had staples in my forehead and it was like, I am going to wash your hair tomorrow. Like tomorrow I am just treating you. You know, it was, it was almost um, a wonderful feeling because it makes you feel very human. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I can't, I can't relate on that level. Right. Not that that it's a bad thing. It's just, I've never, I haven't been in that situation. Well, hopefully you won't because, you know. No, well, I've been I've been fortunate on many occasions not to end up doing that. I've had I've had to deal with so much other shit. Plus, I mean, I really couldn't afford it. I had to treat myself. Mm-hmm. I couldn't afford to walk into a hospital. I never wanted to bother with having health insurance. I was like, fuck it, I'm just gonna take care of myself. Mm-hmm. I don't have health insurance. Well, I I know we discussed that. You have, I mean, they're doing a fundraiser for you. I should probably put the I should probably tell them the link for that afterwards, mm-hmm. or just if you can, I'll plug it because what I do at the end of these podcasts, mm-hmm. at the beginning at the end, is I format them. So I'll do an intro and blah, blah, blah. And then I introduce the person real quick. And then I just sort of, and I'll do that like later on this week, mm-hmm. this week, this week's almost over later on next week. And then at the end, I'll cap it off as well. And then I can put that out there. So it's literally, so I kind of give it a formula. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So that way it's like when people sit down, we're just having a conversation. You don't have to like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, today is the guest. It's, I can't do that. That's too fake. Right. As you notice, I don't like doing fake. The first time we actually met, I just kind of just fucking threw it out there. We were sitting there over pizza, and I just let everything fly because that's normally how I am. Mm-hmm. And I told, I think I said at the table, I'm only two ways. I'm more either balls out. Here we go again. See, here we go. Here we go with the yeah, balls out. Yeah, yeah, So don't give me shit about it. That, I'm like fully unfiltered, just, you know, coming at you with everything. Or I'm like five scotches deep, and I'm just kind of laying in the chair, kind of just listening to everybody have a good time. Right. That's the only way I am. Right. Um, and sadly, my wine rack is almost empty i saw that yeah well bruno gave me the rack he didn't give me the, the booze to fill it with he should and I have filled it that would have been a great treat <laughs> well he's got his own now yeah i mean he redid his whole kitchen and everything like that he's a cabinet man mm, yeah i'd say so but uh no i like that and it just kind of makes sense to have it yeah i mean i have another small wine rack in the cricket lounge uh where i'll, I'll even sleep out there sometimes because in the summertime i have a freaking ass huge recliner out there and you can just hear the crickets and stuff, and mm. you just just sort of chill back and pass out. And oh, there's, that's a little, nice. there's a little booze rack. I think there's like two bottles of uh, booze out there. It's like one thing of like 151, and <laughs> 151. some something my brother gave me. Uh, what's that shit that used to be illegal? I forget what it is, but I don't know. But I had that out there too, and it just sits there. And there, that there's a snack bar out there too, uh-huh. but I got rid of all that because it's like I cannot have a snack bar. We're talking nutter butters. Oreos, oh, Pringles, yeah. peanut butter, my peanut butter, but the prototypes that were full of sugar right. and just everything else imaginable. I'm like, I have to get rid of this shit. So on Halloween, I just gave it all to the kids. They're like, you fucking go get fat. You guys go have an insulin spike. I'm not dealing with it. Good luck. Right. That was one thing, though, is like, I know I'm kind of like this health fucking retard, but as far as uh, 
Halloween, mm-hmm. I like almost ran over six kids just so I could get to the grocery store, buy a ton of M&Ms, come back, mm-hmm. almost run over another six kids just so I could sit down at like seven o'clock and give candy to the kids. Well, let me tell you about my father's Halloween, okay? Because he lives in like the bar, like the the dollhouse mansions, okay, in Wyndham. So he literally makes bags that are this big with full-size candy bars in them. So, and he keeps them like in order, like, okay, these go, you know, like to the babies, to the five-year-olds. These go for, to the six-year-olds, oh, he's to the like 12-year-olds. Bananas about oh, yeah, and this goes for the older teenagers. So, I'm, and these bags are like, you know, you get six, seven full-size candy bars. What do the teenagers get, a job application? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> this is what you get, kids. No, but um, everything that he gives away is like, oh, my God, are you kidding? He will go to Sam's Club and just boxes and boxes and boxes of candy and bags, and he'll just spend a week putting them together and that is his thing he has like the giant red tubs from market basket that we sell during mm-hmm. summertime yeah. that's my product so he'll have like three of those full like full with gigantic bags of trick-or-treating candy that's Wyndham 14 Squire Wyndham that's where you should go trick-or-treating yes. just <laughs> let the public know is he is he still like he's still obviously oh, obviously give the address so he's still alive and kicking Oh, absolutely. He's the one that takes me to my medical appointments, and uh, he's actually started going to the gym with me, which is really fun and cute to see your papa. Which gym are you in right now? Or you're bouncing Just, between places? No, I will never go back to gold. Um, I don't blame I, you. I, uh, I don't blame you. I, I, after my last show, I remember the last day I was there. I was there for morning cardio the, the day, two days before mm-hmm. the Jay Cutler Classic. I never gone back. I will never go back. I won't even go to the parking lot. No. I fucking hate that place. When uh, we went to go get pizza, like that next was as door. close as we'll get. Yeah, and I was like, oh, I don't know if I even want to be here. Well, nine hundred degrees is nice. It's just uh, across the street. First of all, the staff sucks. The gym sucks. The gear sucks. The floor sucks. It just everything about that place sucks. Yeah. Um, in my opinion, it's not a real gym, and 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 it wasn't while I was there. The one I'm at now, you can go in there and do work. That's right. the whole point. Go in there and do work. Planet Fitness is not a real gym. I despise Planet Fitness. Oh, with that's every- so sad. I really like it. Um, and it's actually really good for me and my recovery because I have to use mainly the machines. Well, I do a lot of machine work too. Yeah. It's just I despise their 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 motto and mm-hmm. their thing. You know, it's just like to be aggressive. And sometimes you got to go the extra mile to get stuff done. And somebody like me or some of the guys I work out with, you can't get that done there. And they'll stare you down. And I think a, a girl the people I, that work there huh? will stare you down at Planet Fitness. Is that what you're saying? Okay. Oh yeah. And I know one of the girls. She used, I used to go to high school with her, mm-hmm. and she was trying to justify. And I'm like, no, I can't. I'm like, I can't back you in any way, shape, or form with some of that stuff. And I've always talked shit about Planet Fitness, and I always, well, I just can't stand it. You can get away with it. I mean, if, uh, chicks can go there and get away with a lot of the stuff because obviously. But a dude goes in there and he, he looks and in most for the most part there are exceptions to the rules. But I'm not here for exceptions. I'm here for generalities. Mm-hmm. So stereotypes are made for a reason. So I can't stand it and I don't like going there. And I feel like a lot of losers go there. You're not one of them because obviously. Mm-hmm. But I just yeah I just had to get that out there and ramble it because I can't fucking stand it. Oh, I hate okay. that. I feel if you're gonna go to a gym, get all of it out there because get everything you can out of it because i feel like when you walk into a gym and it's bagel tuesday 
and people go once a month just so they can go pick a pizza there. Yeah. Have people you, will go change their clothes, get food, and then they leave. It's I, like. Have you seen the video on Facebook about the man that's like actually eating pizza while he's on a machine? I've, I think I've probably. That's okay. funny. But again, I you like things bother you. And you I'll, think so? Yeah, yeah. Have things, you seen my yeah. <laughs> I'm just kind of getting that from you, like talking right now. Like things bother you, but yeah, for me, like I can see things and they can irritate me. But I'm like, you know, I I got to do what I got to do, mm. and no, like nobody's gonna get under my skin enough to keep me from doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. So I have that. I have a problem with that. That's but. just that's just how I am, you know. But there's certain places like Gold's. I'll never. I will never go to that gym well, that's, ever again. That's the problem. That that Gold's in particular, well, it's not Gold's anymore. It's actually called, it's a place called Fit Lab. Yeah. Whatever. It's still Gold's to us. It but is. I have a problem with that because they were, um, they were fronting as a gym. Right. It's like, you know, we have the, you know, we represent Gold's. Well, you're, first of all, you're not a real Gold's in my opinion. You're not even, a, you're not a Mecca. You are just a sign. Uh, and inside, you can't even, re- you couldn't really do work there. Right. The place always smelled terrible. It was hot as hell. Mm-hmm. You couldn't really lift. If you dropped weights, they yelled at you. Mm-hmm. Um, how the fuck are you supposed to pick up hundred pound dumbbells? And, and not and make not a noise. To, or you just gonna place them? Right. Sometimes you have to. You have to dump them. Right. Exactly. It's, no. And uh, and some of their some of their trainers were psychopaths. Pure psychopaths. And I don't like the idea. If you represent Gold's Gym, you can't walk in with a gallon jug. It's like, really? Really? You can't? Well, one of the trainers was like that. He was well. This kid was a psychopath. He was an absolute psychopath. So I remember one time I walked in there, and he was eyeing me down. So I took my gallon jug and threw it at I threw, him. Was, at him? Not at him. I walked through him. I fucking hated his guts. Uh-huh. He got arrested one time. He took his, his ex girl. Well, now ex girlfriend, who's a piece of shit, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, she's a piece of shit. Anyways, um, I was, yeah, um, so. Yeah, he went to he. They left. They went to like Arizona or New Mexico. Oh, Either. this is the person that you thought was Ryan, or no? This is no, 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 no. I, I, I talked about her in one of my articles. No, Ryan, Ryan's cool. I'm this talking the, about him. Yeah, yeah, might be. Okay. Yeah, might be. But he was there for a short while. But then they took off. He ended up getting like he ended up getting in like a domestic situation. And got arrested. Mm, well, I we looked we looked him up and found out who he really was, and he was a total scumbag. Mm. I just don't like people who are. If you're gonna be an asshole, like mm-hmm. I'm an asshole, but I'm yeah, honest. Ab- I'm asshole. honest about yeah. it. I'll be front. Everything about me is pretty much public. Right. I mean, there are certain things I just don't talk about because there's no point to it. So if people ask me, "What do you do for a living?" It's like, who fucking cares? Right. Nobody cares. It's like when you walk into like a you know a, a haircut. Pl- you go to get your haircut. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, so what do you do for work? It's oh, like, it's just chit chat. To yeah. It's like, listen, air, lady, you're already going to get time. a $7 tip out of me. So why don't you just shut the fuck up and cut my hair? I don't like talking because I like to enjoy, you know, I like to enjoy somebody's fingers through my hair. Yeah, it's the only so physical contact no... contact I pretty much get yeah. when somebody's fucking <laughs> shampooing my hair. It's kind of weird. <laughs> but I, I mean, unless there's something to like kind of mention or whatever, but mm-hmm. for the most part, I don't advertise myself mm-hmm. and I don't talk about that stuff because it doesn't do anything. It doesn't, it just, I don't, yeah. I don't work on it. I don't like that fake shit. I, I want to just be as honest and as real as possible with people. And if they don't want to talk, then I'm not going to force them to. Right. You know, and it's it's hard enough. And maybe that's my fault. It, it, it's a, or how do I rephrase that? Maybe it's a fault of mine. Right. Well, it's something that doesn't interest you. I myself am a people person. So 
I I like talking. Like when I moved here from California, it was a complete culture shock because out there in California, you talk to everybody. You like you can make a friend while you're standing in line checking out your groceries out here. Nobody talks to anybody. They don't stop. They don't start acknowledging you until they see you, you know, for months at a time. Yeah. So that was like a big thing for me because I worked at Whole Foods for like 10 years in Berkeley where, you know, it's that's the culture is like it's more of a certain, community. Well, certain. Yeah. Certain people would come in every day and they would stay there every day. And what I like learned from working there um, and being a supervisor and a cashier and working in customer service for so long is that like. There's some people where the trip to the grocery store, that is their daily contact with somebody. And that is that could be it. So if you if if you don't engage them, you've like essentially like ruined their day. There's people that like go to the market mm. where when they talk to the cashier, they're trying to have a conversation because this might be like the only conversation or the closest they get to another human being because they're so isolated. So for me, that is important. Like doing my job when I'm a sales rep for Market Basket, anybody that approaches me, whether whether they're asking me about product that I sell or product that's in the store somewhere, I am going to take my time to acknowledge them and to listen to them because that might be it for them for the day. I agree. I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. I feel like we, if we have if we did have or we never had community or maybe we had community up here at some point maybe we've lost it mm-hmm. i feel like first of all do i look approachable no do i greet or acknowledge or i'm willing to be open to anybody who approaches me yes i am i just don't care about you know if somebody asks me about the weather i don't care go look out the fucking window um if just things like that that it's like start with something more genuine right. start with high Okay, don't I don't care. Oh, you know, oh, or, or or office talk like, well, at least it's, you know, hey, it's Monday. It's Friday. Oh, fuck you. Happy hump mon- Wednesday. Yeah, I can't. That You can just go eat ass. But there might point. be some people that don't know how to do that. I just kind of smirk and kind of look away or or you know what? I'll do what I would normally do is try something different. Just look at them and go, come on, you can do better than that. Right. Right. Yeah. See, like I a, try like to a kid, like kid that tries to walk and falls on his ass. Come on, get back up. Try right. something better. You're better at this. Right. See, I try to engage people because it when you get out of your comfort zone, that's how you grow. I'm getting out of that by I get out of my comfort zone by creating content. Mm-hmm. So I don't try to market myself. I just create content, and I figure that's my best way to communicate. So mm-hmm. I'll go out there and I'll fly the drone, or I'll shoot video, or I'll try to get. I want to see this this drone flying. Yeah, I'll, t- I'll show you. It's it. very exciting. It's 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 just another way of looking at the world, because obviously I, I am not a bird, so I can't so I can't do that. But it's another way to get a view of the world that people don't normally see. Right. And I can take it and put it to music. I can take it and give it. It's another angle. It's another camera. You can tell a story just through the pictures, through the imagery. Right. And I've done that. Re- just recently, I know I've, I'm like on the 63rd vlog, 64th vlog coming up, mm-hmm. and you know most of them are shit in my opinion. But there are some really good ones, and some of them have been fucking have moved people, really have moved people. And and those ones are a lot of it has flying in it. There's mm-hmm. a lot of flying involved, and 
um, I've come to realize that in a lot of ways, I'm better behind the camera than I am in front of it. Ah, yes. So I'd rather direct it like that. And I feel like, plus I know that, uh, they just discovered that a lot of veterans, they, through they, their PTSD through their recovery, a lot of them end up becoming drone pilots. A lot of them, not drone pilots that will fire a missile and kill 30 Iraqis, but I'm talking about like an actual drone pilot who go out and fly their own DJI Mavic, their own Phantom 3, their own Inspire. And they find it very uh, comforting and it's just, it's a purpose. And it's great because it kind of puts them in that mindset. It's because I always say it's just as easy to fly one Mm -hmm. as it is to crash one. So it takes a lot of focus no matter what. And... I enjoy it. And yeah, people who want to see it, absolutely. And uh, they can just go to my page and there's a couple of them. I, there's, there's at least, there's two easy ones that I recommend. Easy ones. That and, I and which ones are those? Uh, if people wanted to go and see some of my drone work, um, there's one that turned ended up being a tribute to my dad. It's called, it's called, uh, it's week 57. It's called One Year Ago. Mm-hmm. So five, it's five minutes in and out. And it, it, I was trying, I can do it better. The, here's the thing. All of my vlogs, I can do them better. There's right. always something I miss. Like, oh, I could have done that better. Or this could have been set up in another way. But I do the best with what I have. And I try to make the best out of it with what I have. Right. One year ago is an easy one. Uh, the one I just did called, it's episode, it's week 61. It's called The Incomplete Trickster. Um... It didn't work for me, but holy shit, did it work for other people? Uh-huh. They got it. Like, they got it. They And its imagery is vivid because it was the first time I truly debuted my new camera. I got a lot of work out of my drone because I was flying it from all the way from Rockport, Mass. And then I flew, and then I started one day in Rockport, Mass. And then I ended up at 7 a.m. the next morning in Fort, uh, Newcastle. New Hampshire. It was 5 a.m. I was driving through a snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And the tugboat was towing in a massive cargo tanker right over where I was flying. And the snow was just finishing up over the ocean. Mm-hmm. So the clouds were just heading out to sea. And there was a lighthouse completely covered in snow. Those and are my all, favorite. All the rock, all the waves, and all the snow was hitting it. Yeah. So I was doing some circles around it, and then I came back, and as this, as I was coming back, I had my Nikon running, and it was just shooting right out towards the ocean, right out towards the bay, mm-hmm. and the tanker was coming in, and the drone was out there. It flew over the tanker. It was there was a boat out there early too, and I was flying over the boat, and then I was standing there, and then there's this little quick scene in there where it's just shooting, and the sun is tr- starting to. Like, I love the sunrise. Right. If anybody, nobody, a lot of people have never seen an actual sunrise. The moment where it breaks over the ocean. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Blows your face off. It's just one of those moments where you realize that things can change. Things can get better. There's a new, there's a D- new there's opportunity. There's a new day. That yeah. moment when it breaks at like six o'clock in the morning. And it's just like, it just, it that actual moment is life changing. While the clouds were covering. But when the sun did start to peek through, it like blasted through all the clouds and it just took over the sky. And there, you, you see it in the camera. And then all of a sudden you just see the stupid drone just kind of, it just kind of floats into the view and just kind of sits there and hovers for a minute. And then I fade it out and it's me standing there. And it's just, it was one of those things I put it together. 
and I added some other stuff to it, and it's just one of those things. So I recommend Week 57, it's called One Year Ago, and 61, which is called The Incomplete Trickster. And I've done some other ones, but there's all kinds of weird shit. But you have to start – when I first started vlogging, it, I sucked. And I, in my opinion, I still suck because you have to you have to suck. You start playing guitar. You start working out. You started running. Right. It's a progression. First, yeah. You, and I'm, it's – you just keep doing it. But the idea is you tell a story. Right. You start with a – that's how your story begins. So you start from there and you just try to keep getting better and then you find your niche. So now I'm a – so now after losing my first drone, I'm a decent drone pilot. I have – this is my third camera. It's my best camera. It's a really good camera. I have more gear. I have more batteries. I have more notes. I have more computers. I have more experience. I have more – ideas of the things I want to do and the projects I want to get into. And the more I do that and the better my content gets, the more people see it, the more people want to ask me about uh, my health consultations, my uh, train them with their drones, um, do video work for them. And that's how I'm expanding my content, sitting here and doing a podcast. Right. This is important too, because I can do all kinds of stuff with this. And this audio work is super important because it's like, wow, I can get my voice out there too. Yeah, and guess how fucking easy it is. These microphones cost nothing. These arms, these are $10 a piece. Right. That mixer, that two-channel mixer right there, is not, it, the only thing it's connected to is the computer. The computer cost me nothing. Right. That mixer I bought a few years ago, I bought it in 2014 for like 90 bucks, And I still have it. And it still works perfectly. So I'm running two channels right now. And this whole setup is nothing. So it doesn't cost you a lot. You just have to learn how to take care of your shit. Right. And, and you're making so much out of it. I'm going to make like, even more out of it. And well, I, I know. And look see... at all the things you just listed off to me that I didn't even know about. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, granted, I, you know, I'm not completely, um, I'm a little out of it today, but those are just some of the things I'm working on. And I want to bring people in that want to be here. I don't want to have to force people or talk people into it. It's just like, well, that's no fun. I asked, I asked a couple people towards the seacoast, a couple people nearby, right. you know, hey, do you want to do this? Do you have anything to talk about? And they're like, what's that? And I'm like, once they ask that question, I'm like, forget it. Mm. And I don't, I just, I just think, I mean, I just, I get over it within an hour, but I'm just like, I, no, all right, never mind, never mind. Just, if I have to explain it to you, there's no reason. It's like, hey, do you want to talk or do you just want to keep tagging each other on fucking Instagram? Right. Well, you do know. you say it to them like that? Because, like, if you maybe some people need to be educated just a little bit, you know, like people. No, because people... they, all they want to do is just take selfies on fucking Instagram. That's all they want to do. <sighs> that is, is just... not true. That is they you're don't. speaking to an individual that rarely does that. Not you. I'm not saying you at all because you're right. here and you're starting off something that could finally get moving again. Right. And no, could finally it. it what I, I am moving. No, like, no, I'm, you, you're going to be fine. I'm but, talking about this. Oh, your podcasty thing. But yeah, because you're, you're, this is a huge help. This right. is something it's like, cause normally on a Friday night, I try to get some projects done. I turn out some, I, I go in the lab, do some work there and then I get additional projects that I need done. And then by about nine 30, I, I start pouting and then I go to bed. Oh, no pouting. Um, but you know, my buddy Zach, he, him and I tried podcasting for a little bit, but it just wasn't, maybe it wasn't his thing. And, he has opinions and stuff, but it just wasn't, he wasn't really, tra he wasn't able to translate it and he was kind of quiet. Right. Um, but I know he's got opinions. I know he's got thoughts. I know he's got a lot of things, but it just, he, it just didn't translate. And 
hey, it's 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 fine. He gave it a shot, and I give him total kudos for giving it a shot. You know, for at least a, a few episodes, but it just I felt like I was doing a lot of the work. Well, you do a lot of talking. Yeah. Wait, wait. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Well, I got a lot to say. I know you do. It's great to hear. It's, it is wonderful and awesome and fantastic Plus to hear. And I love to hear it. But I'd, I would hate for you to, like, look at me and be like, oh, she doesn't sit there and say, yeah, and shake her head. And yeah. No, you, you're you more than cooperative, which is why I felt like, well, first of all, when we first met, I was just like, I just, first of all, I just asked you because it was obvious, like, hey, how's your neck? And then we just, I was, I was with my niece. I and I don't that. spend, I don't talk a lot for most of the week. So when I have to get after it, it's like just getting the gears going. And then when I'm able to go, I just don't, st- I'm not going to stop. And right. at this point, I don't give a shit. So I have to just, I'm just going to, it's all going to come out. You got your quota and it has to flow. Yeah. Yeah. And whatevs, if it's good or bad, I just have to get it moving. And it, I feel like as long as I'm staying productive with it and churning out content, eventually it'll get better. And then I can snowball from there. Right. So, Everything does. You have this fundraiser that somebody put together for you? Yes, my wonderful boss, Sonia Fillion. Okay, is there like a link or somebody that they can go to that I can add in later? There is a link on her Facebook and my Facebook. Um, it's a ra- it's going to be a raffle that's held in May. Mm-hmm. So every day there are prizes. Um, you, the t- you buy a raffle ticket, it's $10. Mm-hmm. She puts it in her magical pail and every day we'll pick out a ticket. That will be winner of that day's prize. Those tickets then go back into the bucket. So you essentially have a chance to win another prize. Um, And it's a fundraiser for my medical bills, Mm -hmm. which are at almost $300,000. Yeah. Yeah. That's that noise. Okay. So, all right. So there's a, there's a link there that I can, I can tell everybody where to go to. Yeah. And stuff like that. I'll find it for you. Cool. And then I'll, yeah, you can shoot me the link, and then I can tell exactly where Absolutely. everybody you Absolutely. Because, like, you know, if I, like, they go to my Facebook, it's facebook.com slash positive sarcasm. So I'm sure there's one for, like, facebook.com slash, you know, help her ass out or something like that. Yeah, help my broken ass out. Yeah. Okay. So I'll add that on to the to the end, and uh, cool. And then if we got more content, we'll just do this again as soon as possible. Fantastic. I'm free. Cool. All right, I'll, I'm as gonna. As I'm gonna hit the magic button. Mention that okay. uh, all podcasts um, in my universe are completely uncensored. So if you weren't expecting a barrage of what you just heard, uh, well, I should have let you know ahead of time. But hey, you know, whatever. It's my site. Deal with it. But Jessica was a sweetheart. She's a lot of fun, um, and I look forward to seeing her again on the podcast. And uh, like I said, if you guys. Um, Want more information or if you want to help, you can contact me at positive sarcasm at outlook.com or all through my social media to uh, see if you want to uh, donate to her cause. Uh, once again, it's for her medical expenses. Or you can go to gofundme.com and type in Jessica's medical expenses. You'll see a woman in a neck brace. Just being honest. So if you want to help her out or if you're not, you can't find it, contact me directly and I will get you in touch with her and you can definitely go ahead and take care of that. But... Uh, I really, really pre- I appreciate anybody who's listening. Uh, subscription is up, even though I haven't do- done anything here, but subscription is up. But once again, um, I look forward to doing more stuff. And uh, Jessica was awesome. And I'll see you guys uh, going forward. Find me on social media. Hit me up, blah, blah, blah. And uh, let's call it a day. Thanks, guys. I'll talk to you soon. I hope sooner than later, of course. Yeah. Bye.